Hey, Podfathers listeners, you can find us every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Did you know that this March, a whopping 86% of you will be sneaking peeks at the games when you're supposed to be working? It's the least productive month in sports, and Dave & Buster's is celebrating with an all-day $5 happy hour on March 21st for the first round of games. So ditch your second tabs for big screens, cold beers, and free Wi-Fi. But most importantly, stop pretending to work at the office and start pretending to work at Dave & Buster's on March 21st at participating locations only. It's me. It's the big man. We are officially into the fall season NFL season is officially moving. The big man got his beloved Fighting Irish back in his life, the Golden Domers. And uh, kids are back at school, at least kind of. Sienna's upstairs right now in her remote learning world. AJ's at daycare, more importantly. And everything's just getting a little bit better, Large. I'm telling you, I've, I haven't felt this good. since. I mean, forget about March. Like, March is a no-brainer. I, I think since, like, Jeopardy had the uh, – T- the tournament, the the goat tournament going on like the first week of January, and we're like, man, this year is going to be awesome. This is going to be the most fun year ever. And then everything just like slammed on the brakes. Basically, once Kobe died, I feel like everything just kind of went off the, into the shitter. Uh, yeah. I, I'm feeling I'm feeling happy, large for the first time in a very long time. I just want everyone to know that on the podcast. Patty had said it pretty well, and he doesn't say a lot of things well. He said that Sunday, it almost seems like for a while there, it seemed back to normal, and yes. I'm more more college than pro like as you know but my parents came over because my mom's birthday was monday and my dad's birthday was saturday so they're born two days apart a couple of years apart and so they came over on sunday and i made oxtails um which is like a whole day thing you braise them forever Mm -hmm. and stuff delicious so i had like like my whole kitchen was filled with brown meats like the smell of brown meats and then like the the aromatics going down like you know all that kind of stuff and then when you put this in it forms like a deep gravy so your whole house is filled with that sunday stew sauce chili like type thing my parents were coming over and just them it's like nobody was wearing a mask there was football on in the living room like just kind of on in the background and i was walking around i was like oh my god it's it, it did. It felt, it felt normal for a long time. And again, I'm not putting too much, you know, I'm not the biggest NFL guy in the world, but it did give an injection of normalcy. I haven't seen since St. Patrick's day. Yeah. It, it was a beautiful thing. I was screaming at my TV for like random guys who have nothing to do with my life other than they're on my fantasy. I'm like, give them the ball at the one yard, like give it to them. It's crazy. And like you said, I actually had thought about just making a sauce or a chili it was a little warm, you know, obviously yesterday I thought for, yeah. for a chili in particular, but yeah. I just wanted to have that where you, like you smell your clothes the next day. You're like, Oh my God, it smells like I dipped it in marinara basically. Which <laughs> did you see, did you see Kevin's tweet? I mean, Kevin, he likes to just rile things up on like a casual Sunday morning. He was saying how he had never heard of um, Italians going in their driveways and they just get like a billion tomatoes and they make the sauce all day. Yeah. They jar sauce. I had never heard of this um, phenomenon. And then my neighbors across the street did it last week. And they, they were like, they were talking about, oh, we got the San Marzano tomatoes or whatever. They had got it from the people down in Arthur Avenue. They were driving down from up here in Winterfell to the Bronx, coming back at like, you know, four in the morning. And they were out all day just making the sauce. I had never heard of such a thing. And, you know, my last name, you know, bleep it out for anyone who's on here, is Clemenza. My, I have two Sicilian grandparents, both off the boat. 
Um, actually, that's not true. They, they weren't fresh off the boat. But anyway, they were diehard um, Italians and all that kind of stuff. Made their sauce, you know, for the entire year. I had never seen this before. Um, that sounds like an absolutely delightful way. I, and P, Kevin was shitting on it. If you say, oh, yeah, and they're drinking bottles of wine the entire day and getting, you know, cock drunk, I think Kevin would be 100% behind it. I think it's you goddamn Irish people always coming at us Italians, and I'm half and half. I can say that. Um, I think it's a wonderful time. But I imagine in Brooklyn you had probably seen that before. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's um, yeah, we had, I had a couple of families that used to give us uh, jars. When I, went, when I went to work, I, I worked with a young lady, uh, who I speak about quite often because she used to order for me when we'd go to restaurants. The only time I, that's ever happened, like I'd normally make nice for the table, like I'll do the ordering. And then if not, it's like somebody who's bigger and fatter than me would be mm-hmm. doing the ordering. And then we went to a place, we went to Ono or something, to some sushi restaurant. She's like, you mind if I order for the table? I'm like, how dare you? And she did, and she killed it. And she's bitched me on a couple of different occasions. We used to go out quite a bit, Tina. and you know, it'd be in a bar and her customers would be there. I was a trader. She was a sales trader. So her customers would be there and I'd be like, I'm going to get the drink. She's like, okay, cool. And so I said, what do you want? And her, her customer would be like, oh, I'll do this and do this. And then Tina's like, I'll do a vodka and cranberry. And I'd be like, okay, what type of vodka? She's like, who cares? Put the fucking cranberry in it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like totally put me in shark pants. So she used to jar her sauces. And then because we got into such a big relationship with food and stuff, she used to bring me in jars all the time. Oh. And then the guy I worked with also, Vincenz, he, his grandfather growing up in Staten Island used to hang sausages, like make like gabagol, like super sod and stuff. Mm. And uh, so those dried Italian sausages that uh, you'd have to dry them out somewhere. So he used to hang them in his garage. And then when he'd go over to visit his grandfather, if it was raining out, he'd ride his tricycle around the garage because he couldn't ride outside in the rain. And then when he'd get home, there was all these stains from the supersod just dripping that, that flavorful pork fat oil like all over his white t-shirts and stuff. So he used to bring me in the homemade supersod. I love that. Like, I love that tradition. I make the Irish cream every mm-hmm. uh, Christmas and I give it out. And, um, but I would love to do more than that. Like when I made the fresh mozzarella that night with those guys and we got so ahead of ourselves, we made so much, I gave it out the next day. And it was like Christmas morning to most people. So I love that tradition. I wish I can get that going. I find it very interesting. I just found out you make the Baileys, you make the Irish cream, and I've never been giving a bottle of it once. I thought we were friends. I know I'm below Willie on your power rankings. I'm, I'm below a whole bunch of people that I don't even know right now. So that was a little bit of a, a shock. I, I will say this. Those Italian delis, like you always talk about the Yankee candle. Like I'd love to have a Yankee candle for like a sauce, right? Marinara. And I think they've done that. It's like the fresh cut grass, the man candles or mandals or whatever they yeah. say. Italian deli sell it right now like let's just put it in the bar stool store again i'm sure someone has done it but you get all those dry meats just hanging there yeah. oh my god i'm i'm just so hungry right now i don't know why i yeah. brought this up on the podcast today's national today we're, we're filming this uh we're taping this on monday today's national hoagie day i don't mm. know if you knew about it today's not and i don't call it a hoagie i call it a hero uh i know people call it grinders and wedges and all that kind of shit Wedges, I can't figure out where it is, but it's one specific place. It's here. Uh, I do. I call it a wedge. And when when, we, from, when people, yeah, it's like, I think there's like a little sliver like Westchester and Putnam. And then I think it's like somewhere in Pennsylvania, maybe, I think I heard. Mm-hmm. People call it wedges. I had a friend come up from Long Island once. And we were like, oh, we're going to have chicken parm wedges. We're going to have chicken parm wedges. And he's like, I was dreaming of this, you know, chicken parm wedge, this food I've never heard of, of chicken parm. And you guys got a fucking hero for me. He was so let down. So we're wedge people up here, which is always funny. To That's get, right. I got meatball wedges. 
when you got fixed, that yes. brought meatball yes. heroes. Then meatball heads. Yeah, that's right. So today's National Wedge Day or Hero Day or Grinder Day or Hoagie Day. We call them heroes or whatever you call a big sandwich. Uh, you missed that because I think we're coming out on Wednesday. So, uh, the you know, shame on you. Hey, and if, if <laughs> but, anyone uh, listen. If anyone listening buy, uh, jars their own sauce, I feel like that sauce, if you cook it, I can't, obviously if you cook a sauce longer, it tastes better. But if you squeeze tomatoes before the sun rises, the sauce is instantly at least 50% better than if it was done during daylight. I can't prove that. If anyone has sauce, we have addresses. We would be, we'd be glad to give a Podfather's taste test. And guess what? It's always a fucking 10 if we're getting free sauce. I don't yeah. know about long. You, you are a little snobby. I don't know if you could, if you could be bought with um, a, a good deed. I um I, I think they're jarring tomatoes, right? They're not even jarring the sauce. That's true, they're, yeah. They're jarring they're, the canned tomatoes. So then what you do with it means everything in the world. So maybe send it to me because Clem doesn't make sauce. So oh. jarring tomatoes means All right, nothing. all right. I make sauce. I just like to piss you off with the rouse, even though I know it's called rouse. You fuck. The guy had his own table at Ray. I hate you so much. I God damn it, I hate you. You know what else I hate? That motherfucker Joey Langone. All my all my beefs come from food beefs. And that guy, did you see the map that I tweeted out the other day? Which one? Oh, yes, yes, where all the friendlies are. All the friendlies. Long Island is the home of friendlies. I had no idea. Now, Jersey has a few on that map. I, I just tweeted. I uh, Joey was talking about how he had uh, Reese's Sunday for uh, Reese's Pieces Sunday. And I was like, oh, let me see where the nearest friendly is to me. It's like complete blackout zone in my spot. Like, you know, 100 miles, there's not a friendlies with me. And then in Long Island, you can basically you fall out of your house and you hit a friendlies. And then you turn around and you hit a friendlies. I saw there's a few in Jersey. Do you have a friendlies near you? We had one one town over. In um, Midland Park, I believe. So one town over from us, Midland Park. And um, it had closed down years ago. But I used to go to it. When I first moved into town, we used to go to it and get, like, fribbles. Like, wasn't that the name of the, the milkshakes? Yes. Like, fribbles? So, um, so yeah, I didn't mind friendlies. And then it closed down. I thought that it did a great business. And the building that it was is is still, this has been years, it's still fallow. No one's in it. And... Mm-hmm. I know there's another one that closed down maybe three or four towns north of us that was then bought by a different restaurant, like a personal restaurant. And the guy, it looks like you're walking into a friendlies, but it's his restaurant. You know what I mean? Like all nouveau like kind of cuisine and stuff like that, but you're sitting in the same friendlies type. You can tell when you walk into a friendlies, right? I mean, yes. it's, it's kind of all the same thing with IHOP. You can tell when you walk into an IHOP and, um, but yeah, so so there were two within, you know, uh, driving distance to me. Now they're not there. So I haven't been to a friendlies in five years, at least. And there was like a, it was basically like a snap and like Thanos and half of them just, I mean, probably more than half of them disappeared. I feel like they just got order 66 right off the map. And um, there were still some left and uh like you said, you could always tell me you went into a friendlies. I personally, like, that was my number one spot growing up. You always waited forever for your food. It was delicious food. I love the cheeseburgers, the Munchie Mania, where you picked your own appetizer sampler. And the Sundays were obviously there, the hammer, because the kid meals always came with a free Sunday. You got the little clown cone, the little cone head. And then, mm-hmm. uh, like, you got, like, the Reese's peanut peanut butter cup, whatever, or the fribble, which you just say fribble. It's fun to say the watermelon, um, sherbet slices, which was like, Oh, you're talking about, you're talking about fast food and I always shit on you. I always shit on you. Right. Yep. I get the watermelon thing. I get them in the, um, in, in the uh, freezer out now. They sell them in, in grocery stores. I fucking love that. 
the 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 sherbert lock right i yes. i love that yeah so I they, think, have, uh, they have the orange the orange one as well but the watermelon is clearly the best one that's that's the cream of the crop when large cosigns something that's made by a fast food company you know it's legit. And my my I had, I think I had three friendlies here growing up as a kid. They're all out. One was in a mall. One was like in a random restaurant. And then one, the closest one, um, it just sat there dormant for years as well. And apparently there's something about the building that was like special about it. I guess maybe the way they built the building was unique. And I know the town was fighting with the people who wanted to buy it. They ended up demolishing the building. And I have a Taco Bell going up. And I know that disgusts you to your core. But for me, that is like, the the close the next best thing if I could never friendlies is a Taco Bell which have you ever had Taco, Taco Bell? Taco Bell is the only fast food that I don't feel like shit after I eat it. So how about that? That is an all time super twist here on the pod pod. That's a wild take, isn't it? That is a wild and take. Your, your, your feelings about um about uh, friendlies? I I used to feel about because when I was like maybe. 12, 13, so this would be like 1984, 1985-ish. Red Robin, you know, like Red Robin now? Red Robin. Yum. They, they first opened up, and they opened up one in uh, Kings Plaza in Brooklyn. So we used to go to Red Robins for burgers. There was only a couple of Red Robins back then. It's not like, you know, it's hundreds of locations now. And so I have a great, like, memory of that, like going there, getting like a Whiskey River burger or something. Like that. I haven't been back you know, since I was a kid, but that's, that's, that's an old timer for me. Look at me and my best food knowledge right now. Look at that. Our guy is a little bit of common man bleeding into this guy, you know, a couple years at the firm and he started a couple common man. I had a bite of a Cactus Jack McDonald's burger this week. My, my son and his friends, uh, Travis Scott, you know, pretty famous rapper, a very famous rapper has like a, a burger named after McDonald's and he's making millions of dollars off it. And it's called the Cactus Jack. There's nothing special to it. It just tastes like a regular burger. I think it's got barbecue sauce on it. So my son and his friends, and my son, he said, I'm going to, I said, yeah, of course, go get it. Him and his friends came back. There were six of them. They all walked in with McDonald's bags, sat down at my dining room table. And as they're talking about it, they're like, what do you think of this compared to a regular quarter pounder? And Mick's like, I don't know. I've never had a McDonald's burger. <gasps> He's 16 years old. He's never had a burger from McDonald's. That's my son. That was his first one this week. So how about that? So I tried it too. It's nothing special. It's stupid, but um, so that's a reflection it. on his parents. He hasn't had a McDonald's burger yet. You you will not let the the ground beef of of, of Mr. Ronald McDonald touch your son's lips. I, I I think the couple of times that he's gone as a kid, he's always done like chick McNuggets. So he's just never yep. like ordered a burger there. So and he probably has. He probably had a, a Happy Meal or some bullshit when he was a kid. He just doesn't remember. But we just haven't been in such a long time. So he did try the Travis Scott burger. This is a big time uh, fast food uh, episode yeah. right now. This is snacking off. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting everyone nice and hungry and, and salivated before the rest of the episode. I'll give you a little uh, peek into my window. I'm not a McDonald's burger guy. I refuse to order them. I don't like them. I had them as a kid. They used to have the onions on them and stuff like that. And I just, I'm not a big onion guy. I don't like the consistency. I like the, the flavor of onions. And I've always just been a chicken guy, which, so I went to McDonald's last week, got the spicy McNuggets, which somehow came here before the rest of the world. They finally got in the spicy nugget game, which was a big deal. And I had no fucking idea Travis Scott had a burger out. It said, uh, you know, Travis Scott was here on the sign. And I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? I had no idea. I don't know who Travis Scott – I know of Travis Scott. I know of the um, his album cover. I know I think he's with a Kardashian or a Jenner, as maybe as a kid. I don't know what's going on. I know Travis Scott exists. I know he's huge. I know I know nothing about him. 
And that is an all-time dad moment is when you don't, you don't even get it. My mom was asking, she's like, isn't there uh, I told her about the spicy sandwich. She goes, yeah, they have someone who's um, doing a burger for them. I was like, yeah, Travis Scott, he's like a rapper. He's a big deal. He's a big personality. They're trying to go viral. And she's like, is he getting paid for that? And I'm like, oh, mother. Mother, mother, mother. <laughs> like, and I told her how Michael Jordan used to have, you know, like a burger and Larry Bird. I remember they had a Super Bowl commercial, I believe. And she yeah. was saying, oh, did they get paid for it? And I'm like, I think my mom's losing it now. So I'm at the point now where I have to deal with my own mortality as being someone who doesn't know, like, the, the pop culture phenomenon. And my mom is slowly just losing her grasp on capitalism and basic you know life basically so it, it's it's been a heck of a week um yeah so a little bit of food to kick off the episode get everyone all fired up um and better than that better than spicy nuggets and that, that's the thing i always want to know if like if i went to friendlies or you went to red robin today would it be as good as it is in our mind right because no, it's like no yeah. way i will not go there's no way it's gonna we we actually did i'm lying we went to red robin because there happens to be a red robin this is another very dad thing to say. There's a Red Robin right next to Hershey Park. Right next to Hershey. If you go, if anyone goes to Hershey, the, the mm-hmm. amusement park, the Hershey Hotel is right across the street. The Hershey Lodge is a little bit further away. The hotel is nicer. We were staying at the lodge one time. No room at the end of the hotel. And so we're like, before we go back, let's get dinner. I make that distinction because the Hershey Hotel has very good restaurants in it. The lodge, not mm-hmm. so much. So we went to Red Robin. And that was the first time I was there since I was 12. And um, it sucked. It's, you know, <laughs> like, you know, don't go back, right? Like, you, if you go back to that stuff, you just, you, you set yourself up for disappointment. It's probably not that bad, but I had it so much better in my head that, uh, that it was disappointing. I feel like it's like the, the, the guy returning to college, expecting everything to be the scene, the keg scenes and all stuff. And then it's like, oh, no. And you're out of this. You're too old for it. It doesn't. It, and again, I think like probably the stuff we grew up on is probably illegal now, like the amount of trans fats and stuff that probably in Greece that went into it. So I'm scared to even try a friendlies, even like the desserts, which are probably pretty standard. The watermelon roll still crushes. I'm not going to say that. I actually went when I went to Pennsylvania the same weekend, we went to a ground round, which is like, Whoa. you know. Yeah. That's like a bit of, Charlie's type thing, right? Like, yeah. Like, what was it? Yeah, B-Steak Charlie. And you used to, I think it was like you would weigh yourself and you get that. That's how much the burger would cost. Like, and you can, I think it was like you ate for free on your birthdays, peanuts on the floor, just a bunch of crazy stuff from the 80s and stuff like that. And people were going crazy when I tweeted at the picture of it. And it was perfectly black. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. a little expensive. It was just a little depressing, to be honest with you. And I'm sure they were thriving back in the day. I don't know if they're still there, but if anyone goes to, um, where was that? That was Sesame Place. When I moved to Sesame Place, um, we, we went Langhorne, out there. So the, Pennsylvania. Yes. So if you're in Langhorne and you want to relive a little bit of childhood and maybe have a little bit taken from you, check out the ground round if it's still open there. And, and actually, you know what? While we're here, everyone shout out Podfather Show on either Twitter or Instagram. Let us know your um, what your restaurant was growing up. Mine was Friendly's. Even like end of high school, into college, my buddies and I would hit Friendly's like, you know, before night out or the next morning. They had breakfast, which is underrated. Our girl Cass was uh, reminiscing about their breakfast. Um, hit us up with yours. So yours was Red Robin. Mine was obviously Friendly's. I'm, I'm changing then because my parents almost exclusively for a night out, we used to go to fucking Beefsteak Charlie's for people because it was all the beer, wine, and sangria you could drink. And it was unlimited shrimp and salad bar. And they had like oh. the, the shrimp on ice at the salad bar. And we, I've been there from when you first got there, you know, when I was very young, the shrimp were like this big on ice. And then by the time the place was just about to close down, it was like those little krill. Like, <laughs> like <the tiny laughs> yes. 
things. So I watched the beginning and the end of Red Robin, I mean, uh, Beefsteak Charlie's. We used to go with a family and they had to throw them out. I mean, the people would order like a small salad or something and then just load up on shrimp and the free beer, wine and sangria. Eventually they caught on to them and had to throw them out. So Beefsteak Charlie's is the one, my best memory is of a restaurant as a kid. We used to go all the time. We're, we're going on the record. You got Beefsteak Charlie's. I got Friendly's. Let us know on Podfather Show what yours is. And I kind of want to see where what how it skews, if there's restaurants you've never heard of. I know Melty's is always everyone's favorite. <laughs> so, um, and the only thing that I think, the way I react to Friendly's, like going in the first time, is the way it sounds like O'Shea reacted when he got his super chewer. Oh, yeah. So it's the Bark Box, the Super Chewer. So Finn has a uh, box that he gets. I forget what the hell it's called, like Loot Crate or something. And every month you get like a Marvel or DC or something, you know, themed T-shirt and shit like that. He loves getting it. Like those boxes are awesome. The monthly subscription boxes. I know a lot of people do it. They have one for your dog, too. And it's brought to you by Bark Box. There's a new one called Super Chewer. It's a subscription uh, for dogs that love to chew. So we had gotten one in the mail the other day and it had this concentration on weed toys, which sounds stupid, but like there was a, a rubber bong that the dog was uh, um, uh, like chewing on. There was a joint that if you could tear away the rolling paper from half of it and that rolling paper was like crinkly cut. So it was like a different sensation on. So he loves it. And then there was a squeaky toy underneath it. And then on top of that, there was like duck jerky and all this kind of stuff. So it, 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 it really is like Christmas morning for your dog. And every whatever, every, whenever you get this thing, you'll get two durable toys, always fluff-free, made of rubber and nylon, two full bags of allergy-friendly treats, and two meaty all-natural chews, like these big, long, almost like raw hides, but better. They're these big, long chews, and you'll get them every goddamn month. Um, for a limited time, if you go to superchewer.com slash fathers, superchewer.com slash fathers, you'll get a free weed-themed toy in your first box when you sign up. That's superchewer.com slash fathers for a free 420-themed toy in your first box when you sign up. So join the pack today. And I'm telling you, it's one of those things that the dog will be waiting at the front door once a month for these things to come. The treats are awesome, allergy-free, great for his teeth, and O'Shea loves them. And so will Blue, because we, we're getting another dog. We'll be a two-dog family. I bought her for Annie's birthdays down in Oklahoma, only six weeks old. So we need another three weeks before she gets flown up here. But uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm in there with the Super Chewer by BarkBox. Hey, oh, another dog. That is some breaking news right there. So is that a complete blind side? Because I know she had been talking about a dog. I think there was even rumors of a dog trade with your mother-in-law, which is crazy that she had O'Shea no. on the trading block. Yeah. And I said, well, well, we'll drown him. We'll drown O'Shea, and then we'll go and we'll do whatever we need to do. God damn. And she was like, no. Um, and then right before her birthday, I almost got, uh, I almost got fooled by a scam, the scam that was selling dogs. Um, it's a French bulldog. And so I wound up going through a breeder in Oklahoma. So I bought it for, it's cost me a ton of dough, Clem. I'm almost embarrassed by it. And uh, so the thing, but the thing is, the woman sent a video to her and Bridget saying, hey, Annie, for your birthday, your husband got you this. And then up comes a six-week-old French bulldog puppy, blue skin and white fur. And uh, it's beautiful. 
So now Bridget's like, when's it coming? I was like, how long was it for yesterday? She's like, two and a half weeks. I'm like, two and a half weeks minus a day. Stop asking. <laughs> Goddamn day. So it's, a, it's on its way. And obviously the Super Chewer box will help out. But I'm going to be a two-dog household. Two dogs and a bird. Because last night we were coming back from our walk. We did like another four-miler. On the way home, there's an injured bird in the street. And he's like, what do we do? I was like, we just go home. She's like, we can't do it. So I almost stepped on it just to end it, but I, I would have been killed. So she went home and got the shoebox, so now I have this injured finch on my, uh, on my porch now. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, but he already has a name. I believe we're calling him Atticus. Uh, so oh, nice. I, don't know, I don't know what's going on, Clem. I've lost control. The inmates are running me asylum right now, pal. Help me. Oh. Eddie, Eddie has completely put fucking it's martial law down. She's completely running it. Uh, I guess that's the opposite of the inmates running the asylum. But you, you said you were a bird guy. We're going to see how much of a bird guy you are by raising a goddamn wild bird in your house. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, uh, who named who named the dog Blue? Uh, it's um, we we went through everything. I I was thinking I don't know what the hell I want to name it because like O'Shea has his thing. I said I just want to name it after a person. Because every time I name a dog, I named O'Shea yeah. after Ice Cube, O'Shea Jackson. But I don't know any other person named O'Shea except for Ice Cube. So I thought that was pretty safe. I, I just don't like when dogs are named after people. Then you meet the people, and then that person's an asshole, and it ruins the dog free and stuff like that. Yeah. So we went through a bunch of names and Blue. I call it Blue Cheese. I don't know what they call Blue Bell. Like, there's all those different things you can call them, uh, her rather. And, uh, you know, technically she's a Blue, a blue Frenchie. I mean, like they have like a grayish skin or some bullshit. So, uh, so that's what we came across. The um, there, there's like a big thing on Twitter about how like kids that grew up watching Blues Clues are now having kids themselves who are now watching Blues Clues, and they just brought it back with a new host and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And I, I mean, Blues Clues was too was I was way too old for Blues Clues when it hit the air. So that made me feel especially old when things like that. It's like when, you know, when you're young and then like when you get to the age where the football players are the same age as you and then they start retiring and all that stuff and then you start feeling older and older and, and that was just the latest version of that. Um, I think Blue from Blues Clues is a girl as well. So that's pretty interesting. I always feel like people don't realize that about Blue, uh, the, the dog. I could be wrong there because, again, I didn't watch it. We didn't, we didn't even think about that until you just mentioned it. We didn't even think about blue from blues clues because it's a blue, like the dog is technically a blue dog. And I don't know. It's, it's crazy that because my kids never watch that thing either. I don't know what the generational thing was, but it was just never on. So I never thought about it until I started doing the, this parenting podcast right now. Well, get used to it, my friend, because everyone's going to think you named it after the goddamn cl- the clue-sniffing uh, dog there. Just, just just, a heads up. So if you're not ready for that, you still have time to change the name. I, I think certainly that... do, yeah. I might <laughs> change everything. Uh, we'll get into some more, some more uh, fucking food talk because, let's be honest, we're two fat old men here. Um, this was the biggest story going, and this was, I think, a little after we recorded, so it's a little dated, <laughs> and there's been some updates. Bless you. But – uh, out in La La Land in California, there was reports that they were canceling Halloween due to obviously COVID-19, the thing ruining all of our goddamn lives. Door-to-door trick-or-treating is not allowed because it can be very difficult to maintain proper social distancing on porches. Um, obviously, you're then having people touch your candy and all that stuff. They also banned trunk-or-treating, which as anyone on the podcast who's listened knows is one of my favorite things to do, which is basically you go into a parking lot, everyone decorates the trunk of their car, and you give out 
a bunch of candy. It just is so much easier and quicker to do than walking in a neighborhood like I do in the middle of Winterfell where the houses have some space between them. Um, they, they, they banned all that. And uh, it said basically, you know, no Halloween this year, which uh, I think sucks. Did you see this report or have you been impacted by it I didn't at all? I what trick or treating was when I first saw the report. So I did have to look it up and it's, that sounded so sad to Clem. I mean, I realized and I, I went out to your house as people know, and you're right for neighborhoods like yours, it is very tough to trick or treat because the kids are, because you're so well spaced out. But I know growing up in Brooklyn, obviously we were able to trick or treat and hit a lot of houses. And then where we are now, like it's still, <laughs> relatively neighborhoodish as you know like we can kind yes. of we can hit like 30 houses on my block so i've never been into a situation where I, i'd have to trunk or treat i remember mick and his friends used to go up i think i mentioned this last year on a first doing podcast up to franklin lakes to phil sims's house because they he used to hang out he used to hand out maddens uh awesome. madden things like he'd be like what gaming system do you have and he had uh, copies of the madden gaming thing uh this was years ago um so, yeah, so I, I think that it's something that you can't do. I, I don't, if they decide to outlaw it, like, you know me, I'm an outlaw. Like, yes. I'll still put out candy or something like that, but I'll, I'll fucking, I'll cancel the whole thing with them. Like, I'll turn off all the lights and not put the bowl out, all that stuff, because I don't mind it. Like, I'm, I'm beyond it now, right? Because my youngest is 10, so I've been doing this thing for too long. I've been doing the trick-or-treating stuff for kind of done. <laughs> So if I can't walk around with the, uh, with, like Joey does with the red wagon with all the drinks in it, then I'm not down just for having, you know, to give out the candy. So I think I'm still putting up Frankenstein. I have the 18 foot Frankenstein, mm. inflatable Frankenstein. I'll put him up on the front lawn, um, which probably sends the wrong signal for kids who are trying to get free candy. But uh, <laughs> I'll step in line with all that shit and cancel if it needs to be canceled. Remember when it was canceled a couple of years ago because of the snow? We yeah, had- it was we had the snow. Um, it got canceled our first year in the house. I think it was right after the hurricane came up. And then the next year there was some sort of, I think that might've been the snow. We've had trick uh, Halloween canceled. I think three times since we moved in about eight or I don't even know how long it's been. It's, I think it's been about eight years. Yeah. Eight years. So um, it, it kind of makes me want to just say, fuck it. Let's, let's figure out a way to be safe and still do it. And to be clear, trunk or treat, we do that on like, October 20th, like that Saturday before we'll go out and we'll do the, the trunk stuff with, with people. Cause it just seems crazy. We, we make our costumes. And even if you don't, if you buy a costume and you only use it one day, it would drive my wife crazy. She puts all this work into it. We go to like three or four things. It's like the last gra- gasp of like nice weather probably too, before you're right. just stuck inside. So it's just nice to get the, and most importantly, uh, any parent listening knows, get the kids to fuck outside, let them burn some energy. You get to eat their candy. Like you say, you get to get some, you know, you give them all the shitty stuff. You take all the good stuff and uh, everything. I'm kind of the other way where I was actually wondering, so is bridge out of the trick or treating game now that she's 10? I don't know when you stop doing it. She, so Finn is 13. So he's out of it. Mick obviously is 16. He's out of it, but they still go out. Like, like Mick won't go out this year. He's, you know, now too cool. But Finn will probably jump out with a couple of friends. They'll do like some sort of, you know, bullshitty type thing. Egging. They're going to egg houses. Yeah. (laughs) But like last year, Bridge was more into like looking good. Like she was Dorothy and she wanted to kind of really nail it, you know. So and then she didn't spend too much time concentrating on the candy or anything like that. It was more like, hey, let's do TikTok dressed up as Dorothy. Than, than anything else so it's starting to fade a little bit in my house i just realized uh halloween this year is on a saturday too 
Oh, Saturday okay. Halloweens are very good for like neighborhoods, right? Because everyone can kind of be home and accommodative. So I might get the hell out of Dodge, go down to the beach or something, just <laughs> and leave my sprinklers on so nobody can screw around my phone. <laughs> you know, like one of those things, kind of grinch it up a little bit. Uh, but I, have- I haven't heard like I like when I saw the trunk or treat and the banning from LA. I haven't heard any such chatter about canceling Halloween in me in Northern New Jersey. So I don't think you've heard it either, right? You're a local No, no, it is early. I mean, it's a month and a half away. And I think Cali's a little more hippy dippy with this kind of stuff. Um, we're, we're very cautious. The tri-state area has been very cautious during this whole COVID thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Cuomo slams the hammer down sooner or later. It is now not recommended in LA. They change it to not recommended. They okay. didn't just straight up, you know, cancel it and have people going crazy about the cancel, but it's mm-hmm. not recommended. Um, being on Saturday does change things. I think I said this on the podcast last year, we bought two Costco size ba- boxes of the full size candy bars. We like being the full candy yeah. bar house. So we could trick people into thinking we're not poor. And um, we opened a box, gave out one piece of candy. Not one other person came in and we were stuck with an entire box of candy. We returned one. We're stuck with, you know, 29 pieces of candy. That's the last thing in the world I need. But um, I still do want to, I love, I, I don't know. I, I like being the person who answers the door. Yeah. You, you fuck around with the kids. You, you, you know, scare them or you, you, you know, yeah. you give out the candy. It's just something I love being like the fun parent who like does that kind of stuff. So I yeah. hope they can do it, but I also completely understand if they don't, it just fucking sucks. Like these kids, man, they got to get a win sooner or later, man. Yeah, you know they, really I mean? do. they need something. And it's, it just means that, and they're absolutely going crazy for it too. So, yeah, that's true. The kids do need a win. Maybe I'll, I'll you know, and I, I'll let the, the town dictate this one. Maybe save myself a little money in the process because we're full-size candy bar guys too. <laughs> um, so it's interesting. It's interesting how it's going to pop out. I wonder how it's going to wind up. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's tough. Uh, next up on the list, uh, the 2020 finalist for the National Toy Hall of Fame has been announced. This is uh, an annual KFC blog. I don't know if he's pumped one out yet. This was one of my favorite ones. He usually does the good, the bad, the ugly. So we're going to break these down. These are the 12 finalists. Baby Nancy. Never heard of Baby Nancy. I believe it is an African-American doll that I think oh, kind of was one of the big ones. Yeah, oh, be careful. You're racist. You never heard of Baby Nancy? Oof. Well done, Lodge. I'm in trouble. Uh, moving on. Bingo. Bingo on the list. Bingo. Uh, Briar horses, they're those like plastic horses that have like the manes or whatever. Uh, Jenga, obviously the hottest stool scenes game in the world, right? Uh, stools, uh, what is it? Not stool scenes. Uh, yeah, stool scene. No, it's um, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lightbright, yes. Masters of the Universe, He Man, mm-hmm. My Little Pony, Risk, Sidewalk Chalk, Sorry, Tamagotchi, and Yahtzee. Um, this is just the finalist and then the inductees will be announced on November 5th. So, all right, large, give me your top three here of who you think has to be in the hall of fame when it's all said and done. So we have, so, uh, baby Nancy is gone. Briar horses is gone. Jenga. I'm not a fan of He's gone. My little pony. It's so, it's so dirty with those, uh, bronies, right? Yeah, all that. Yeah, risk is gone. Sorry, sorry. I can't remember which one is sorry. Do you remember which one it is? That's the one where you flip the cards and then it says sorry. It's not to be confused, I believe. With um, remember the one you hit the uh, 
you hit the like the dice in the middle had the little yeah, that was the one that was life wasn't there something like that uh, whatever sorry no, life was the spinner yeah sorry's okay. gone if you don't know sorry it's gone you can't make the hall of fame it's like oh is that babe ruth no he was the guy and no if he's not a fucking hall of famer you you out of here sorry see ya master masters of the universe should moonwalk into the hall of fame masters of the universe is uh tom brady Right, just waited for that time to come up, and then they should moonwalk in. And I, I think that's one hundred percent. Sidewalk chalk, I think should moon. And one of the reasons why Masters of Universe, I thought he man that he never hit anybody with a sword. He never directly hurt anybody. Do you know that about that? Like he man never directly hurt anybody. Like he would always be like the sword would do something, would knock down a tree, which would knock somebody out of the way. There's some sort of weird thing. This. Many layers to He-Man. But anyway, He-Man, I have a I, good head He-Man. I had no idea. And listen to this, Large. He-Man was my guy growing up. I used to just have a sword in my back at all times. I was the weirdo kid who was six years old. And I would walk everywhere with the sword. And I would always go, by the power of grace, go, I have the power. And I'd raise the sword up. And, like, my mom would, like, look at me. And I'd be in the store. And she could tell him, I'm on the bench. She's like, what's wrong, Justin? And I'd say, oh, cover my name. And I'd say, ma. I got to do power. And she's like, all right, do it. You asshole. And then I would do it in the store. He was my number one dude was he man. So, um, and that being said, I completely, I mean, I watched the cartoons probably when I was about the same age. I don't remember any of them. I remember the characters like Orko and, you know, Manny faces and all the different toys. I had no idea. He was like Batman where he like refused to kill the people. He doesn't even hurt the people. It sounds like he just kind of bamboozles them or something like that with his sword and his powers. Yeah, so you can watch all 130 episodes and not once will He-Man ever truly harm any living creature. He won't use his sword for anything other than cutting obstacles or blocking lasers. He won't even punch another living creature. Punching robots is okay. He-Man didn't need to engage in a physical confrontation with another sentient beating. He would inevitably grab them and throw them somewhere, like in a barrel, a puddle of mud, water, etc. So (laughs) it was one of those guys where he was just very... I don't know, just a, a nice dude. I like He-Man. And I like sidewalk chalk because it was one of those things that made kids take it outside. Like yes. no matter how messy they got, it didn't matter. And and the next rainfall did away with everything. So sidewalk chalk is also one of those ones that gets in there with the bullet. And then the third one, I, I don't know. I still, to be honest with you, I enjoy a good game of bingo. So I have, and that's the oldest thing that I've said on this show, and I've said a lot of older things, but Sidewalk Chalk, He-Man, and Bingo. I mean, Light Bright, there's too many choking hazards that get in your fucking carpet, the whole deal. Um, so yeah, that's those are my three. How about you? Tamagotchi can go eat a dick, um, but that's that's how I feel. Tamagotchi, I will give it, I, will, I don't know how many of these, I'm sure a few of these were like the crazed ones that like people were were spiraling over each other on like Christmas Eve to get in the stores. They were going um, jingle all the way, Arnold Schwarzenegger style, right? Mm-hmm. They were doing that. Tamagotchi was like that. I, I bought one just because I, I got swept up in the craze and I was, you know, fucking like a teenager at the time. But you just had to be the guy that had Tamagotchi. It stunk. It was not very fun. Um, it was, it prepared me for kids though, because it was just boring and it stunk and you just yeah. like, why did I even get this thing? Um, number one, He-Man is, like you said, Tom Brady, Mo Rivera, no-brainer. For, if, if anyone doesn't put He-Man on the ballot, rebuke. I will call them out. I will even, like, walk to their place of employment and give them a piece of my mind, a, a strongly worded letter. Uh, that's if number one. If He-Man doesn't make it in, we're going to have a huge problem. 
We're going to Rochester and we're going to protest. That's exactly what we're doing. We'll get, we'll get a camera guy. We're going to protest outside of Rochester. Shit. I just signed us up for a potential road trip to Rochester. <laughs> Fucking like, and that's November 5th. It's not too warm in Rochester. That's oh, yeah. pretty gray. It's pretty gray in Rochester. November. <laughs> I'll be, I'll probably have COVID at that point. Cause I just went trick or treating the week before. It's right. going to be a problem. Um, I'm with you on the sorry thing. Sorry. Definitely doesn't have the thing in the middle. What is the one that has the, the one in the middle, the little dice bubble that, that should be a Hall That's of Famer. That's what I like. Yeah. That's, I don't know. And I also like the one. It's, is it Boggle? I like the one concentration where you push it down and you got to get everything in before it pops and explodes on you. I love that oh, one. Oh, I hate that one. My nerves. I don't have the nerves for that kind of a game. Um, I, I know that in even operation where you're like, I, if you touch that fucking thing and that red nose lights up, it makes me jump. I'm getting like anxiety just thinking about it. Uh, so He-Man's number one. Little fun fact, I bought a light bright relatively recently, and my wife still has one from she was a kid. The epitome of the toy that always looks awesome on TV, and then you get it, and it's the absolute worst thing to do. You can't yeah. make that that goddamn clown. I couldn't make that clown at the age that I am now, let alone when I was like a five-year-old, like these fucking little punks in the thing. Um, like you said, you lose the pieces, choking. It's 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 just the pits. It's the worst. And I have the no one on the cover. Like the, the clown, <laughs> yes. put, it's right. I mean, I'm looking at it now. It's right in that cover. It's impossible. There's, the, the angles don't exist where you yes. can make that clown. My Little Pony, I think you got to throw in. I think My Little Pony is to girls with He-Man. At least it was when I was a kid. My Little Pony. And My Little Pony to this day, to this day. Who's that? Deontay Wilder? Is that, is that, mm-hmm. To this day. My Little Pony still fucking moving the needle. Sienna watches it on TV. They got, they got fucking, one of the My Little Pony names is Pinkie Pie. Just one of my favorite stupid names of all time. Just love saying Pinkie Pie. And she's Rainbow Dash. They got great names. I never really cared for the My Little Ponies, but I, that wasn't my bag, so that's fine. Number two is My Little Pony. Third one in, I'm looking at Bingo. I feel like the olds have kind of like, again, you, you co-signing Bingo kind of hurts Bingo's case. It's more of, but you know what? Everyone needs toys. Even the olds need a toy. Um, I'm going to go baby Nancy. All right. I'm going to go bingo unless you tell me baby Nancy is like, because again, I don't know. Is baby Nancy is a big time toy, you know, for people that that grew up with them, that I'll say baby Nancy. I don't know anything about baby Nancy. If not, I'm going to go bingo for the olds. We got to go bingo for the olds. And risk, risk it sneaky is a big game on there. I wasn't a risk guy, but I know people who, who play risk swear by it as like the greatest game of all time. That's what I mean. You, you can't pick it. Like I can understand you going for the other, uh, for the opposite sex. And I think that's very good. That's very noble of you to go He-Man and then the female version of He-Man. I totally get that. Right. But you can't go risk if you didn't play risk. You can't yep. bring risk up because you, you respect the fact that a lot of other people played it. Risk was, I thought it was a horrible game. You know, I'm sure a lot of people play Yahtzee. You didn't even mention that. People love Yahtzee. I've never played that game. Fuck that. Bingo is one that everyone has played. Sidewalk Chalk, too. Sidewalk Chalk's a banger. Yeah. Sidewalk Chalk, to this again, that's another thing. You just give the kid some chalk, and they'll just go for hours on it. The only thing is, if you leave it outside in the rain, it's fucking disgusting and gross. And that's I'm, I'm coming from a dad in the shit right now, and I just hate Sidewalk Chalk. I despise it. I throw it as far as I can once I see it all rotting in my driveway, all that kind of stuff. Yahtzee is, is almost like uh, – it's, it's a product of a great name. It's a great name. No one else would care about Yahtzee if they didn't have a great name. It's, it's a product of the system it's in. And right. by the way, the name of the game we're talking about that we can't remember, Trouble. Trouble was a good fu- – and Trouble and Sorry, you it's put right. those two words together, right? That's why you get them confused. We buy, we buy a different game for the kids. Each kid gets a different game on Christmas. 
And so the past couple of Christmases, we've been getting ones where you had to hit down on the plunger. You roll the die. You had to hit the plunger twice. And it's just a matter of time before a little piece of shit jumps out of the tunnel. You know, you ever see those now? Yes. You know, the porcupine shoots fucking darts at you, like all that kind of stuff. So for Annie's birthday, we had the little foam axe that you throw. It's like an axe throwing game. But you go back to like the old faithful, like Connect Four. Oh. I mean, guess who? They're just too. They're just too good to uh, to to not give them the a proper amount of respect. Risk is not in that stratosphere. You know what uh, risk is? If you choose risk without playing it, as the as the Chicago guys say, that's a pander move. I'm not a panderer. I would never pander to risk. I appreciate the Seinfeld episode with the Ukraine. It's one of my favorite stupid lines ever. And I appreciate people who play it. Can't do it. Same with Yahtzee. Math involved. Get the fuck out of here. Put trouble on the list over half of these things. And Jenga, it's stool streams. We could, I had the brain fart. I always, it's stool streams, stool scenes. It rhymes. It always fucks my brain up. Uh, last Last bit of news here, going back to the nostalgia. Saw this in the news. It made me smile. Shout out COVID. COVID ain't all bad. Peeps, uh, uh, Just Born Quality Confections announced that Peeps will not be produced this year for Halloween, Christmas, or Valentine's Day because they got so much shit going on with obviously the COVID, the shutting down the plant, having to limit how many people can come in. Mm-hmm. I just want to dance on Peeps' grave. It's one of my least favorite candies. That is a, a snacking off staple. Fuck Peeps. It's kind of become a thing where – I think people start saying they like it just to like fuck with people because they know it's a, uh, a, a almost universally hated candy. I rebuke peeps on this podcast. Let me hear your take on peeps. I wish I could go the other way. I wish I could throw this right into your grill and say that I'm a peeps uh, connoisseur. I've never been able to. I'm not a big marshmallow guy. The only time I like marshmallows is like in a s'more or in a cup of hot chocolate. I can't just take a marshmallow and pop one. I don't enjoy them. I don't even enjoy the marshmallows in cereal. I know that sounds wild, but the Lucky Charms and stuff like mm-hmm. that, not a big fan of them. So peeps can go eat it. Like, I'm glad that it's gone, and I hope it never comes back. And even the sugar, when it has that, 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 uh, that icing sugar on top of it, it yeah. has a little crunch. I don't like that. I don't like the texture of that when people do that in general. So peeps has nothing for me. Nothing for me. I can't be more in agreement with you. I'm glad that uh, peeps got COVID. Yeah, I'm glad that Peeps got COVID. There's a, there's a sound bite for you. Yeah, straight marshmallows. If you eat straight marshmallows, I think it's a savage move. I will say marshmallow, a toasted marshmallow is one of those things that always hits, though. I personally love a good toasted marshmallow marshmallow on a s'mores. Uh, Mama Clem used to give these for every Easter, and she'd, like, stick the Peeps out. She'd let them get hard for, after, like, a night or two. And I grew up with them, and then I was, like, realized one day, I was, like, I fucking hate these things, Mom. Stop getting these. And um, so hopefully they, 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 they perish. You say that's so crazy that marshmallows are probably one of the one of the biggest foods that they can be eaten raw. Like you know what I'm yes. saying? Like I I would rather eat a raw hot dog, right? Which can be eaten raw than eat a raw marshmallow. That's the that's the difference. Like anything that can be eaten raw but is better cooked. And there's a thousand things that are can be eaten whatever in its raw state but are better cooked. Hot dog just jumped to my mind. But marshmallows when it goes to what it is, once you put a little bit of heat on that thing. Oh, man. I think I don't, I'd rather eat raw pasta, I think, than fucking raw marshmallows. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> uh, but luckily, uh, the only people that will be eating peeps are people that had them. It's a poor person food. And if you don't want to be a poor person, that's why you go to, go to our friends at the Target Trading Academy. Tell us about the tra- Target Trading Academy, Large. No, no, you got it. No, Target <laughs> Trading Academy. Uh, um, 
All right, so people know uh, there are certain types of investment vehicles. The most popular one is stocks. As we have DVD Trader, just kind of getting in and out of stocks. But stocks have a very high buy-in. Um, it has very high transaction fees when you're moving in and out, like per share transaction fees. Uh, they have, um, and it's got very low leverage. So if you want to take the exact opposite of that, find something that has a lower buy-in, lower transaction fees, and offer higher leverage versus trading stocks, you got to start trading some futures. Um, people start off by dipping their toes in stocks, but the intelligent people eventually work their way up to trading futures. And target trading is the easiest way to learn how to trade futures, whether you're somebody who's just starting out, like Clem, or if you're somebody that's been doing it a very long time, but just wants to hone their skills or learn a little bit more. It's live online classes available six days a week. Um, and it gets you right through with master classes, no Autobot programs. It's got so much more. Uh, so only for Barstool listeners, we're offering 20% off any class or product, as well as a free lesson to see how we do what we do. Just text the word Barstool, the 31996. That's Barstool. Text it to 31996 for 20% off any class or product or schedule an appointment at targettradingacademy.com and mention that you heard us on Barstool for some savings. So if you're looking to invest and you want to invest in something that would be a little bit more approachable, you've got to learn the basics of trading futures and you can only learn the basics of trading futures correctly if you do it through target trading. That's my opinion. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And that's all. And that's the bottom line. His large man said so. Uh, we'll hop into some mailbags for a couple of questions. Barstoolsports.com slash askdad. Or hit us up, podfathershow at gmail.com. Podfathershow on Instagram or Twitter. Hit me a large up. We got a couple that were asking to me directly. Um, this is the first one. Just this one we've hit before. We've hit again. And we've hit before. We'll hit now. And we're going to hit again. Because it is one of those things that is a very basic but nuanced question with a million different answers is from uh dean clem i just found out i'm gonna be a girl dad any advice so we've probably given advice about this and i apologize if we repeat just give us like one very high level thing about being a girl dad large that you can tell our friend dean here who just had a kid or is having a baby i tell you what like people go into it saying i'm gonna be a, a girl dad like it's something worse sometimes they make it out to be like it's something worse i did something on instagram and twitter where i'm, I'm singing with bridget my car was singing yes. Furby, big girls don't cry and i'm telling you i have a fucking ball with this little girl she is so consistently good i i i, I like i'm telling you right now there's a lot to be said about having a boy for your first or you know these gender reveals where you see the pink smoke pop out and the guys are like oh damn it it's, it's easy as shit. You got to, first of all, just one of the things that you want to do because you really fucking, I, I, I would regret it is that I noticed that some people floated away from girls being ladies, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like cross your legs, you know, hands down on your knees, like that type of stuff. And he kind of hammered that girliness into Bridget a little bit and she enjoyed it so much. And so now listen, tomboys are tomboys. I think it's great if your daughter's out there, you know, you know, hitting home runs and stuff like that. But still, there's something about if you just take the time to kind of, you know, give them the frilly stuff and all that, it makes a hell of a lot of difference. Even if they're in afterwards, they go right out and start scoring a, you know, winning goal in lacrosse. I don't give a shit. But there's a girliness about it from a dad's point of view, especially growing up with two big, ugly brothers. Even my mom's a little tough. Like having this little uh, precious thing in my house, I'm having a fucking ball with her. So 
I'm a, I'm big. I'm big. Girl. I wish I had more girls. To be honest with you, I'll, I'll trade you. Trade you one of my boys. Take whichever one yeah. you want. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that, man. I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's uh, you, you could say it a million times, and until you actually experience it, you're not going to know the difference. But it really is true. A lot of guys, a lot of dads go into uh, you know especially their first kid i know i did where it's like i want to have the boy get the family legacy all the stupid bullshit you know play play sports with the kid and teach him how to you know throw in the backyard or have a catch whatever the fuck have a catch play catch don't call me on that i don't even know which one i usually say i think it's have a catch i say because that's going to be a whole thing i can tell um but for like i will say this so far and granted you guys know where the power ranking stand Sienna's by far my favorite so far. And I love, I've, I've grown to love AJ, however. But Sienna, she's, there's just like a chill about them. They're just chill. They're fun. And like, it, you go in thinking that, you know, hey, I grew up my whole life. I was scared of girls. I was scared to talk to girls. I was scared to look at girls. I, I had a fucking, my, was, I, my, I, had, I had a mom. I had a younger sister. And I was still scared of girls. So I think you kind of bring that fear of girls into like, I'm going to have to then like raise Maybe. one. And they're, they're going to be into stuff that I'm not into. Sienna is into more shit that I'm into and was into more stuff that I was into the age of two and a half, like AJ is, than AJ is. AJ's a car kid. I was never a car person. No one in my family has ever been a car person. AJ, as of now, is a car person. That doesn't mean he won't grow into the stuff I like. Sienna, at two and a half, was into Marvel, Star Wars, video games. She was me to a fucking T. And, you know, she would watch sports. And who cares if they, you know, they're all into their own thing. It's going to change a million times. The thing I will say about girls is they're just more calm. They're more chill. Your first one, you're going to be so overwhelmed by just having a human to take care of. You're not going to care about boy or girl or what kind of tendencies they have. Um, but I will tell you this. Boys, for the most part, are complete knuckleheads. They like to climb. They like to do stuff that's going to hurt them. They, they don't listen. They, they have that, like, aggressiveness to them, that testosterone. Um, AJ doesn't – AJ's favorite thing is when I just pick him up and just throw him into pillows. He just, like, craves contact. He's going to be, like, a, a hard-o knucklehead. Like, he's going to be a fullback, basically. Um, it's a lot to take care of. Girls – Sienna's just always been chill, just kind of goes with the flow. She's social, which is nice. Um, and, I mean, you can go back and just listen and, and all the stuff about Kobe with his daughter, um, you know, the Mambasita, as they say. Sounds like she was more cut from Kobe's cloth than any, anyone else out of his, you know, daughters that he had. Uh, so every girl's different, and uh, every girl's fucking awesome from what I can tell. And out of all my friends, I will say this. Like, it seems like the girls are the ones – they're going to give you shit when they're in their teenage years, and probably a lot of stuff's going to go towards your wife. If you're a girl dad – Count your blessings, man, because, again, a lot of the shit, they're going to be daddy's little girl. They'll have you wrapped around their finger before you even know it. Um, any advice, sit back and enjoy the ride, man, because it's, it's, it's a beautiful one. And I had heard that, too. Like, obviously, we're, we're, in, we're in that sweet spot, you know, like our, where our yeah. daughters are now. Like a 16-year-old girl, I heard nothing can break your heart quicker than a 16-year-old girl. They are deadly. They're fucking yes. deadly. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, come to me in, in, in six or seven years, and I'll give you an update on it. But up to, like, I have the opportunity to kiss all my kids goodbye before I leave for work in the morning. I do the morning show, so I still leave early in the morning. And the only person I kiss goodbye is Bridget. Because I fucking, I walk into the other guy's room and, you know, he's got like a bowl hanging out. Or I walk into this guy's room and it smells like fucking two ferrets were wrestling all night. I go on to Bridget's and it's like all frilly and the fucking, even like the blankets are more comfortable than the ones on my bed. You know what I mean? I'll be like, can I, you know, have a great day, princess. She's like, have a good day, king. I'm like, what? You know, like just little things like that. Really, it's, it makes my, it makes me smile thinking about it. And like I said, the, the singing video, that's all we do. Like, you know, and, and, and I love my boys. Like, me and my boys have a special thing. We go and we fuck shit up. 
we fuck shit up, <laughs> take beer. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's it's something that I think this guy is going to be so pleasantly surprised with. And if tomboy, pretty girl, prissy thing, what whatever, he, I think he's going to be so fucking pleasantly surprised with it across the board. Yeah, it, it somehow it all fits in and you mesh together no matter what way they go, and they're going to change a million times. Also, don't give Finn too much shit for not saying goodbye to you because half the time he's probably had an emergency call from the night before where he's been fixing someone's pipe and getting you know uh, you know an emergency situation in someone's basement where they had water leaking. So don't, yeah. don't give my guy too much shit. Yeah. Um, dog. What? Yeah. Him and Vindog. Vin yeah. yeah. Um, all right. This is, uh, we'll, we'll do one more. Uh, this one came from Tony Deuce on Twitter. Uh, am I the asshole for not wanting to take my eight-month-old to the zoo because he can't tell the difference between the ceiling fan and a cow yet and probably gets more entertained by said feeling tan, ceiling fan, hashtag asking for my wife. So he doesn't want to take the kid to the zoo, it sounds like, because the kid doesn't give a shit about anything, where the wife just wants to get out, see some cows, do whatever. Eight-month-old. How do you feel on that? Do you, do you remember when you had an eight-month-old? Zoos are the fucking worst. I got to be honest with you. Unless it's a small one, like a petting zoo, like maybe take them to a farm, right? Like one of those farms that have the petting zoo type stuff. First right. off, and if you do that, make sure your kid's not allergic. You see these people going back to the car with their kids where they're all like yeah. swollen up like the day my dog died, where I couldn't see out of my fucking eyes. They said to my wife, is your husband the giant Asian? And she's like, <laughs> and it's just because I was crying so much. Um, but I think petting zoos, yes. Zoos, no. It, it's, it's, it's miles of fucking walking. And for an eight-month-old, it's a absolute 100% fucking worst. At least if you can go over and, like, pet a goat, or if the goat gets inappropriate when he's eating the kibble out of his hands, you'll have something to take a picture of. But if you're trying to point out to him, look, behind that tree, 200 yards out, direct left, that's where you're going to get the silver back. Keep it. It's up yeah. I see. This is remote learning coming down for a little disappearance. We're just, yep. She doesn't like my breath. She, she won't kiss me. That's the other thing. She won't kiss me on the mouth or like, basically I have to put my cheek out and she'll like peck me as quick as possible. I don't have bad breath. I brush my teeth. I test my breath. She just thinks I have bad breath. I probably have bad breath, whatever. Um, I don't care. That, that's how sweet they are. You think girls are nothing but sugar and spice. They tell you how much your breath stinks. Uh, I'm with you on this large. I, when I read the, um, when I read the question, when he said cow, I immediately thought some of our best, like our easiest um, family trips are to the, the local farm and you just get them out and whatever. Mm-hmm. Zoo, I, we haven't gone to a zoo yet. My, I, my, my mom, my, my mother-in-law and uh, my wife have taken the kids to like little zoos and they're nothing like, like the Bronx Zoo. I'd, I'd rather just take them to like outside of Yankee Stadium and just play in traffic than take them to the Bronx Zoo, basically. Ever. We have a small one by us, Van Sawn Park, and it's pretty good. It's kind of like yes, a train. That's where they went. Yeah, Van Sawn. That's, that's, that's fine. But I'm telling you right now. And there's, there's an inflection point with your kids where they're all of a sudden going to ask, What do you mean, Daddy? They stay in these cages all day? And then you're like, Yeah, they're ripped from their habitats. And then you don't ever have to go back. If you could put that in their heads, too that they, these people would rather be much more happier running around with the rest of the lions somewhere on the, you know, in the Sahara. Then you can get yourself out of a zoo. Aquariums I'm a fan of. How about this? Yes. That's it. Go to an aquarium. Yeah, here we go. Zoos suck. Zoos are a ton of walking outdoors. Your allergies are going to go out of their fucking mind, and there's a good chance you will not see an animal. 
Like if all of a sudden this prize baboon is like, you know what? I don't feel like taking uh, visitors today. He'll hang out in the enclosure, right? Just, you know, so it's an absolute gamble. Aquarium, indoors, low lighting. So the kids kind of get mellowed out. You see everything. In, if there's a shark at the aquarium, you'll see the shark. If there's a beluga, if there's a penguin, you'll see them all. Limited walking because it's indoors and stuff like that. And then you get them the plush animal on the way out, like the plush, you know, yep. beluga or something like that. And they'll keep it forever. Aquariums, yes. Zoos, no. Farms, maybe. That's our final answer. And you have to just make sure you throw the sanitizer once they're done feeding the goats or whatever. Because that always, the pig house is, like, the, the, there is a smell at a farm. We go to some of the spots that don't exist at the other two places. They so also have those pies. Like, if you go to a farm, with a petting farm. Oh, you, yeah. You have, like, the country stores there where all of a sudden you get, like, a really nice bowl of soup. And, like, you take home, like, a shoe fly pie or something like that. I'm going, we have Abma's Farm by us uh, and, like, Wyckoff some. I'm going to stop by on the way home now. Because you got to yeah. make, like, cinnamon rolls and nice chicken salad. We got Barton's. They have, um, it's a little bit of a trip, but they have some good apple cider. And, obviously, the apple cider donuts, which come along with it, most importantly. So, uh, and and this is, uh, two things. One, that thing Large was talking about, how, why, why is this lion here and he's not with his family? because that lion didn't go to bed on time or that lion didn't eat all his vegetables. Then you kind of throw in their head, Hey, you might get taken away from us and put in a human zoo. If you don't listen to mommy and daddy, that's, that's my first bit of advice. Uh, the second thing is this is an old large trick. If you just need to get the kids out of the house and you want to see animals, take them to the pet store. Take them, take them to the pet store. It's Absolutely. One. You don't let spend you, it on. you can hold the ferret. Yep. They'll take the ferrets out and you can fucking hold them. It's, it's easy peasy. Just not, a pet store, not a pet store that sells dogs. Go to one of these big, huge Petco's where yep. it's all like lizards and snakes and rodents and stuff like that and uh, scorpions. And you never go to a dog store because then you wind up being some asshole who has two dogs. <laughs> one named Blue. Right. Uh, and I, this always skis me out about the pet store. I never go in the fish. I love the fish area, but. I always hate seeing the dead fish. The dead fish always creep me out. I always just, yeah, yeah, the faces of death always screw me up. So there's the final answer. Uh, aquariums, yes. Zoos, no. Farms, maybe. Pet stores in a pinch. Final answer. Podfathers approved. Stamp it. Onto the bedtime stories presented by Roman Swipes. Oh, that's your, I don't have to talk about this one. No. They wanted me to talk about the futures, difference between futures, right? We all learn futures are better than stocks, right? Yep. We learned about that. We learned about the bark box because I have the dog, right? The super chewer. Tell us about this one, Club. <laughs> Large has the big brain and the big bank account, so he can talk about the future and the dog. So he can talk about the future stocks and the and the and the the, the bark box, the the weed toys. Clem, you suck in bed. You have you have a quick trigger with a tiny dick. Talk about Roman swipes, and that's why Roman swipes is here to help people like me. And if you're listening, between me and you, people like you as well, get better at sex. All you got to do, you take it out of the Roman swipe thing. You swipe it on, let it dry, and you will get better. And you will last longer in bed. Effective, easy to use, and fast acting. When um, when you're, they always say like, "What will you do?" You know, to like make yourself last longer. You, they say like, you know, thinking of you know your favorite baseball team, naming the lineups. I would think of God. I hope I don't have another kid, and that's that's what I would use. However, I am now sterile. The results came back from the hospital. Oh. Two for two. Blanks completely off the grid. So that no longer works because I know I'm shooting just straight up blanks into the wifey for now on. 
apologize again, wifey, for, for, for speaking to you like that. However, I can no longer use the fear of kids to help me last longer. So what I'm going to do is use Roman swipes. You swipe it on, wait for it to dry, and you're good to go. Your wife will be happy. You'll be happy. Um, and they, they even ship them in a discreet, unmarked packaging, so you'll never know the difference. You throw it in the wallet if you need to. You keep it in the medicine cabinet away from the kids so they don't ask any questions. So go to GetRoman.com slash Podfathers, and you get your first month of swipes for just $5 when you choose a monthly plan. That's GetRoman.com slash Podfathers. So yeah, man, shooting blanks. Shout out to the good, uh, the good folks, the good doctor who uh, who singed me. I don't know if I have to go back at any point to make sure it's still good, but uh, yeah, we're just gonna keep. Will I go back with you if you do go back? Yeah, I I I, I insist, as they say. <laughs> uh, my bedtime story. I, it's not really. It's it's an interesting bedtime story, and it kind of actually. Uh, loops into what we were just talking about, not me lasting longer, um, kind of loops into what we were just talking about with pets. Um, Sienna, the other day, uh, so we've, we're on the record. We don't want to do dogs. We don't want to do, um, I, I just know we wouldn't take good care of a dog. I wasn't a good pet owner growing up. My wife doesn't seem to want to have pets. My kids, if they get old and show responsibility, we could put it on them. But as of now, no. Um, Sienna asked the other day if we can get uh, a pet chicken. And I'm telling you, we are currently potentially in the pet chicken business. I'm throwing this out to the pod father, the pod fam. Guys, if you, if you have pet chickens, let me know if this is a good idea or a bad idea. It seems like there's probably a lot of things coming up that we're not thinking of, but yeah. we're kind of down for the idea of a pet chicken. I think we're a chicken family. I think we're a little wacky enough to be a chicken family without being a full-blown farm. You know we have the land large. We could build a little bit of a cage somewhere for the bird. I don't know how easy it is to keep a bird around. Um, and I don't know where it goes in the winter, but um, I think the Clems are going to become a chicken family. You have to go to Willie first, right? Because you know, Willie had chickens, right? And he loved them. And then obviously when his chicken died, he was, he was torn apart. It's not an easy thing to have Clem. Chickens are, they get, they get up there. I mean, you, you, it's, you got to get yourself a pair of overalls because you're going to be out there kind of slopping the chicken coop. You need a yep. coop. I'll buy you a coop. I'd like okay. to buy a can. I don't want to overstep the boundaries, but I'd like to be involved with that. Um, and then if you can, <laughs> I would love, I would, I'd buy, yeah. You know what? Forget what I said. Please buy yourself it's one. Easy. It's easy. The it's easy. It's easy. It'll be fine. It'll be perfect. I, I, the one thing I have to make sure I don't get is a rooster. I already have a rooster. He's two and a half years old. It's a human. His name is AJ. He wakes up every morning at like six o'clock by just running around or just playing with his toys in his bed. I don't need another rooster to wake him up an hour and a half earlier. Um, but I think I don't see us. I don't see us. Uh, maybe a fish tank down the road. But again, I, the fear of dead fish. I had a goldfish that died. I hate seeing the the, the, the sign of a dead fish. I just don't like it. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna we're we're on pace to become. And when they're chicks, they're so goddamn cute when they're chicks. They're adorable. I just don't know how long they live for. Um, it, I think Clem, being the chicken family is kind of weird. Look, but think about that. You when you do that, and that that chicken is with an eye shot. When you bring home the spicy nuggets, or you have the buffalo wings, or a roasted chicken, or a chicken sandwich, or a chicken soup, or anything especially like a roasted, which looks like it. You know what I mean? Like when you bring back a roasted chicken, yeah. you're, you're going to start all those things. And you're going to raise yourself a couple of vegans. You don't want that, right? That is, Get yourself a turtle or a frog or something like that, you know? Snake. Right. 
The bedtime story is large. I am not a steak guy. Large talked me out of a chicken today. That's going to be the bedtime story because I can't do that. I can't have, I, I can't even imagine how much it costs to raise a vegan, let alone all the other things that come off with, with raising a vegan. <laughs> all right, boy, Bailey Carlin, he's a vegan. He's, he's a little bit of a different cat. I love the man. I love the man, but I can already tell he's a little bit of a different dude. So yeah, I don't think I want to be raising a vegan because Sienna the other day said, um, she goes, wait, dad. Cause we said, oh, Sienna, you're eating a chicken. We're at the farm actually. And she goes, wait, Chicken is chicken, chicken. It's like, yeah, chicken's chicken, chicken. Sienna, that's that's exactly what it is. And it's always funny the first time you tell your kid that they're eating the flesh of an animal that they love, the, like the pain, confusion, and just like acceptance by the end of it. And they're like, ah, it's fucking awesome. You fry it up and you throw some ketchup on it. It tastes good. They usually don't um, break at least this early in life. So yeah, uh, maybe we're not going to be a chicken family. <laughs> but I, do I have you on the hook for a coop? If I if I do it, am I have you on the hook? You're still you're on the hook. I'm on the hook for a coop if you want. But I seriously, I'd much rather be on the hook, hook for a tank or something like that. Like, and I'll bring the tank by and put the turtle. Turtle's probably not good, too. I think they last like 40 years. So someone online, you're going to have to kill that bastard. Yeah. Maybe, I can't even think. You know what? That's another thing. Find out what's, what's, the best, what's the best pet for the Clem family. Yes. The best pet for the Clem family. And we had a turtle. We had a turtle at my old house. It was a boxer turtle. My brother named it Sugar Ray, obviously after Sugar Ray Leonard. He let it go. I think like, and after like, you know, after like having it for like five, 10 years, he just let it go. And like 10 years later, someone in the neighborhood's like, I think this is your turtle. And he had like some markings and they're pretty sure it's him. Like, man, that guy had a much better life on the, in the wild than he would have had just living in the Clem household where we weren't great. I had an iguana. My sister got a, a rabbit and my brother got a turtle one Christmas. And it was, it was just, it was it was nothing but all bad. So um, turtle might be the, the the safest to go. I feel yeah. like right. Yeah, they're easy. Get yeah. a chinchilla. <laughs> why? It's just why he still have Boris. I yeah, don't those, know. Oh yeah, those things last like fifteen years. We and had they, two when you, growing up. Did you have two of them? I, we had two, two of them when we when we right before we got married. We had gotten two, and then when we got married, we started at the bulldogs. So we had we were in like a apartment. It was like two bulldogs and two chinchillas. One of them had passed away. He was sick. And then the other one was kind of miserable. So my aunt took him and, um, you know, did that. Did, 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 your, did your chinchillas feel the same way about your chinchilla sh- uh, jacket, I'm sure, that you had? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Thing? Like, you know, like we were going to get the potbelly pig. Remember, I was in the market for one of those little potbelly pigs. Yeah. And then, you know, we eat a lot of bacon. We eat a lot of bacon in my yeah. household. So it's like one of those things that how hypocritical you want to be. So, uh, <laughs> so that's that. All right. So we'll put it out to the pod fam this week. We got a lot of stuff. We, we put a, a request out for tomatoes. We put a request out for your favorite um, restaurant growing up. Yeah. Uh, like the nostalgia restaurant that kind of always hits the spots for you. And then what pet should I get that I'm not thinking of? I think the answer is turtle, to be honest with you, the more and more I think about it. But we're going to push back on this because, again, a two-and-a-half-year-old is no – a house with a two-and-a-half-year-old is no place for a new pet because AJ is just going to, like, straight-up kill the fucking thing. He might yeah. murder with his hands or knock it off the shelf and break the aquarium. It's going to end in death. So uh, hit us up at Podfather's Show for any ideas for any kind of um, – pets for for the Cassidy Clem because it sounds like chicken is wavering the free coop is the only reason I'm going to go with the chicken as of now that's the only reason I'm going for it but thanks for listening guys and we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week